Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to this episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business, helping your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Well, we talk all the time on the show and on my YouTube channel about telling your story. And I figured that it was about time for us to talk about Facebook and Instagram stories. And we will dive into where you find that, what you need to do, because I have the awesome, the wonderful, the beardy Josh Clemens on the show today. He is a digital storyteller and strategist and the founder of Reverbal Communications, which helps brands of all shapes and sizes find and hone and tell their stories online. He is in digital work with local, statewide, and national political campaigns, tiny nonprofits, big companies, and everything in between. He sits on the board of the Social Media Breakfast Madison, Grow Madison, and the Marketing Committee for the United Way of Dane County. He writes, teaches, trains, and presents regularly on social media and ways brands can reach, engage, and expand their online audience. His motto is simple. You have a story. Let's tell it. Welcome to the show, Josh. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So, and we were bonding a little bit before the show about kids and how cold it is. And I was <laughs> joking about how usually everyone on the show lives someplace fantastic and warm and glorious. And I'm sitting over here. I pulled up my weather app and I was like, it's four degrees here today. So <laughs> I'll say I live someplace fantastic, but not always warm. Uh, <laughs> I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, which I love. Um, and uh, it's, it's surprisingly temperate for the end of January, but uh, it's in the 30s, low 30s. So it'll get cold again soon to your levels of cold, I think, soon. <laughs> yes. Apparently, th- February, which we're not even in yet at the time of this recording, is the coldest month in Korea. And I'm just like, I can't imagine it getting yeah, get ready. colder. <laughs> More buckets. <laughs> you know, I think it's because we're in the peninsula and it's that wind, that wind like slices through you like a thousand paper cuts and it's harsh. (laughs) I basically developed the hermit life. So, (laughs) (laughs) so Josh, what do we need to know? Let's just dive. Let's just get basic. What are Facebook and Instagram stories? Sure. So, I, I often like to joke that Facebook never saw a platform it didn't want to take over. Uh, a lot of times, a lot of times they do that by straight up buying out the platforms. And when that's not an option, they go ahead and uh, take the pieces they like and they replicate it, which makes sense. It's a whole different way to see the world. Um, so Facebook and Instagram stories are a response to Snapchat. A pretty pretty cut and dry response to Snapchat. So. They last for 24 hours. They're fun. They're cute. They do little things. Um, With Facebook in particular, you can use the Snapchat type filters. Uh, Instagram doesn't do that, but it does have some other really fun capability and functionality. Uh, And then instead of living on your feed forever, the way Facebook and Instagram content does, it lasts for 24 hours and your audience can find it in a different place, which is part of, but not the only thing that makes it so valuable, which is that it can really cut through the newsfeed because it shows up right at the top of a user. uh, It shows up above their timeline. So anybody who logs on to Facebook or Instagram, when you have a live story, will see that you have a story and can check it out. Stories last for 24 hours, although now, excitingly on Instagram, they can last forever, which is certainly something I'd love to talk about at some point, Uh, but we can get into that in in due time. Yes, that's definitely like 
probably like bullet number five on our talk today because I was Definitely. I'm really excited yeah. about highlights as well, which is what yeah. that feature he's talking about is called. Correct. Yes. But um, so what are the kind of things that a boring business audience should be doing with stories? What are we what are we doing there? What do we need to be doing there? Sure. Well, first and foremost, the easiest way to think about stories is what are the stories you're trying to tell that don't necessarily belong on your larger feed? Not every story. And not every post you do is the best post you're ever going to do. And that's okay. Some of the content, like let's take Instagram, for example, not every picture you take throughout the evening is going to be the best picture you ever took because that's not how we work. Like we're on a cell phone and we're taking nice pictures. So you take an event, like let's say you're a restaurant and you're hosting an event in the restaurant that night. You might want to do one or two posts throughout the course of that event, but you don't want to do 20 posts. Instagram's algorithm's not going to like it. Your users aren't going to like it. You're not going to get the kind of reach you want. So the way I would think about it is you do one post promoting the event and one post sort of highlighting the best part of it. And during those posts, when you're talking about it, let people know that you'll be live digital corresponding the event throughout the evening through your stories and that people can check in on stories throughout the night. And what's nice is those stories last for 24 hours. So people can see them that night throughout the rest of the evening, the next day, and then they're gone. Although it's also a really nice way to think about making a snapshot of what happened in your restaurant or at your store that day. Um, stories can be pictures or video. Uh, with Facebook, they can also be text. But with Instagram, pictures or video. And when they're done, after you've created a montage of the evening, you can actually download it as a single unit and upload it to your Instagram page if it's less than a minute or certainly to your Facebook page. Um and show all those fun little pieces of content that happened throughout the night. So there's lots of ways to think about what you should be talking about. But the easiest way to think about it is, this is a story worth telling, but not one that needs to be told forever. It's one that should be shared right now. That's a great way to put it. It's a story that needs to be told, but not a story that needs to be told forever. There you go. I love that. That's great. Nice book. You know, <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> Stamped, done. Um, so, when it, so another, what are some other ways maybe that the everyday business owner could use stories? So, you know, obviously even restaurants, I feel have a bit more of an advantage because they have food and food is the yeah. number one thing talked about on almost every social network. I know that like pizza is the number one uh, photographed item for Instagram, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. So what do you think like an everyday business, the things that people need all the time, what are ways that they can be using stories? Sure. Yeah, I think certainly if you have a brick and mortar store, I would argue it's extremely easy. Uh, you don't want to post a picture of everything you own that's in the store that you want to share, but it's a nice way, like talk about what's in the store and then um, show somebody walking through the store, trying on one of your hats or using one of your screwdrivers or whatever it is you sell, show people engaging with it. Talk about it. Um, with Instagram, you can go up to 15 seconds. Facebook, I believe is 20 seconds. You can actually do videos right into stories. So it could be a photo of somebody using one of your products, but it also can be you or a client, a client or customer talking about what they get out of it. Um, if you work with, uh, you know, more in like a software development space, like let's say you're a web developer, a graphic designer, it could be a nice place to show process. So you want to save the final product possibly for the end. But what about all the pieces that went into that final process? You don't necessarily want to show your graphic design a third of the way through uh, or your product development like only part of the way done, but you can kind of show it being created, being started, being made, and you can drop it right in uh, to stories. 
And if you know when it's going to be done, you can even do a countdown clock. So like if you're one week away from launching a new product and you're dealing with the factory or dealing with your graphic designer or doing it yourself, every day you could show us updates to let us know that it's coming. And you can literally seven days to go, six days to go and keep showing those fun components that are going to, uh, are you Instagram storing us right now? I am. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this is as meta as we get in social media. It's social media, people talking about social media via social media. So I love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like yeah, so you know, it's like, give me a type of business. And I, right. Give me a type of business and I'll tell you how I recommend they use stories. I don't, you know, with very few exceptions, I think almost... Anybody who can benefit from being on social media could benefit from using stories. I'll put it that way. And I'll give one example. I have one client, uh, a political client, and I taught them how to use stories and they started using it and they were reaching hundreds of people a day, close to a thousand, five, six, seven hundred people a day leading up to a big event. Now, that's not as many people as follow their page, but that was five to seven hundred people that weren't seeing potentially their posts on their Facebook page. So it's not instead of the content, it's they took that same content and they reached the audience in a different way. So think about repurposing your content as well. You post it on your Facebook page and then also think about what else, what other story can you tell? Like give me more context to that post and do another post about it. And then you can reach maybe not twice as many people, but maybe 30% more people. And it only took you another 15 seconds to get it posted. Yeah. So what about like, let's maybe go over some housekeeping stuff. So what are the rules about quality when it comes to stories? I know that specifically with Instagram, it's all about like super high quality, very methodical, very well lit, very thought out posts where you have to tell like the entire story and get your total message across in that little square. But what are the rules with Instagram stories and then also Facebook stories when it comes so to quality? Stories in Facebook and Twitter, or excuse me, on Instagram are still sort of like finding their way. So Facebook, until I think it was three weeks ago, couldn't be used by brand pages, only by individuals. And then Facebook all of a sudden changed that. So we're writing the future of stories right now. Not you and I per se, but us as a community is deciding what stories will be. I can speak anecdotally. My Instagram feed is full of beautiful pictures and my stories are full of all kinds of stuff. Some of it's beautiful, some of it's graphic, some of it's not so beautiful. And I think it's okay. You can sort of get away with it because people are looking through there for like more in the moment than artistic. So you don't want to put something that's like, okay, on your Instagram feed, it's going to be there forever representing you, but there's bad lighting, but you still have something important to say, hop into stories and you can tell that story in there and not really worry about the fact that like, well, this doesn't show us an you still want it to be good. Don't, I'm, I am not giving you carte blanche permission to be bad on stories. I am saying the stress factor goes down a little bit because people are going to be clicking into your profile. They don't know what they're going to be looking at. They're going to see it. And if it's interesting and captivating, they're going to stick around and you don't have to worry about it representing you for the rest of the lifetime of your brand, the way that like a timeline really does. Yes. I think that's an awesome, like differentiate to understand the difference, like that Instagram profile is like, putting your best foot forward, putting, it's like your website. It's, it's how people are going to know who you are and what you're about when they're visiting for the first time, or just going back to see what you're doing again. And your stories are a lot of like, this is what's happening now. And I think that what's great about stories is it's almost like a better version of live because it's short, it's quick. 
And um, you don't have to sit on it for a long time. Like the platforms want you to be on like Facebook wants you to, the longer your live is, the better it is for them, the happier they are. Yep. But, um, and it's so raw. I, I always tell people like my Instagram feed is like put together me, like my hair's done and I'm well lit and I've got my makeup done and my hair is curled and that's where I put my best foot forward. And then like the actual version of me is on stories and that's like, hot mess mom version. Like usually there's like Remy mascara. That's a day old and I've got mom bun going on and you know, I've got on like my holy stained shirt, but I'm giving information and I'm connecting and I'm building those relationships. And I think that it's a little bit of like, you get to be real. You get to be like your normal, not necessarily your normal self, but your raw self. You're like literally pulling back the curtain. <laughs> literally, literally. like <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, I love that. I think that's a great way to like think about it. Um, I will also add, since you mentioned it, that you can actually use Instagram and Facebook stories live as well. Uh, so you can go live into stories because you brought up like that it's sort of like another side of the live. You actually can go live directly in and that's a really nice way also to like bring people into your story like right now. Um, but you don't have to go live. It's the only way to go live on Instagram. It's certainly not the only way on Facebook, but it's another nice, really nice feature. Yes. So again, back to some housekeeping. So is this... Because again, we're not on video. We are on a podcast. Is this portrait style or landscape style that we're doing this? People are going to see it in portrait, but you can do it however you want. Um, You know, as with anything, people will turn their phone to follow the video uh, or the picture. I certainly recommend be consistent. Um, Once you've done one story in your 24-hour feed, uh, don't jump back and forth because my guess is people will not appreciate having to flip their phone back and forth. Um, They're going to see it in portrait. That's the default. But I think that you can, um, you know, I think it's pretty easy to get people to understand you're also you want to go in landscape sometimes and that's fine. Most of the bigger brands I see using it stick to portrait. Um, but I don't necessarily flip away from a smaller brand or a journalist or an individual because they made me turn my phone. I appreciate that they have a different kind of story to tell. Awesome. And how do we people that's with Instagram specifically, how do people discover your stories? I know that people discover Instagram images generally through hashtags, Um, Does that also apply to stories? It does. Um, So Instagram in particular is really good about allowing new people to discover your stories. Facebook is actually a little bit behind the ball on that. My guess is we'll see that change soon. And we'll talk about some other Facebook ways to reach new audiences. But with Instagram, first of all, anyone who already follows you, when they log on to Instagram, if you have a live story, they'll see it at the top in the the round circle above your, um, your newsfeed. Uh, or your timeline, I guess. And by a live uh, story, you mean like there is a story in there. Sorry. Yeah. A it's living story. Live. Not that okay. it's right. It doesn't have to be live right now. It's there. It's active still for Got it. So 24 hours from when you hit go, uh, it'll be there. Um, but uh, Instagram, there's a really powerful feature in Instagram stories where you can actually use a sticker. They have stickers um, that you can very easily access. And one of them is a location sticker. Um, in my experience, if you're in a bigger city, it's harder to break through. And in small towns, it's easier, which makes sense. But when you tag a location, there is a decent chance Instagram will show your story to anybody else 
uh, looking at, so like if I do one in Madison, Wisconsin, and someone searches for Madison, Wisconsin on Instagram, they can actually see stories that were posted in Madison in the last 24 hours. It's not a guarantee that you're going to be added to that uh, public story, but it does happen regularly. You also can use hashtags. Uh, as your uh, listeners might know, and if not, they should check this out. It's a it's a pretty exciting update for Instagram. You can now follow um, hashtags on Instagram the same way that you follow a, um, a user. So if somebody searches, let's say somebody searches for hashtag marketing. Um, if you've used the hashtag marketing in your story and somebody searches that hashtag, above the fold, sort of at the very top, there's a circle. And if somebody clicks that, they can see stories that mention hashtag marketing in them. You can only use one hashtag in your story. So be aware. Uh, and then the last way to get new audience to get make sure your story gets in front of new eyes is that you can tag users. So if you post a story with, let's say, five of your customers who you know, and they're on Instagram, you can tag them in there and that'll they'll get a notification that they've been tagged on stories. And that's a great way to make sure that they're getting you know, your content in front of their eyes. If they don't already follow you, it's a nice little nudge to follow you. And if they do, it's a great way to engage with you again. Yes. And I have to add in my two cents about using hashtags on your stories. I recently switched my personal profile to a business profile because I really wanted to track the analytics. And I was finding that my business branding, it just does better with my person, with my face, which is, makes a lot of sense. And um, I was tracking the analytics on store stories about ones that had hashtags and ones that did not And I literally would have some stories would have like three or four impressions. And then with a hashtag on it, especially if it's like a popular one, maybe like marketing or podcast or Instagram, that kind of stuff, I would have like, 40, 50, 60 impressions on my story within an hour. So definitely want to give that like fact that and <laughs> that I would say the same that goes with it. Right. And <laughs> the same with location. Valuable. If you're gonna do it, put a hashtag on it. <laughs> yeah, and same with location. There's no downside to adding location. Worst case scenario is it doesn't get you new viewers. Best case scenario, it could quadruple the size of your audience pretty easily. I will say the only time I will tell you not to add a location is when you're a military spouse and you're not supposed to because of OPSEC, but that's my, my military marketing. Not that you should, but you can add any location in the world. You don't actually have to be there. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, and, that, that, that's actually good to know. I did not know that. that you yeah, can, It doesn't track where you are. You get to oh. pick it. And I'll add to that. Let's say you're at, um, like I live in Madison. Let's say I'm at the Capitol. I can post that I'm in Madison, Wisconsin. Or I can post it at the Capitol. And if it gets picked up, which again, there's no guarantee, but if it does, it could get shown on both the Capitol and the Madison location pages. So even though I didn't use the word Madison in my location, Instagram's smart enough to know that people looking at stories from Madison would also like to see things posted at bars and at restaurants and at football games and at the state Capitol. So you could tag that you're at a restaurant in, uh, in your town and you might wind up on the town location and it wouldn't be specific to the military base. Now that is, now that is invaluable to know. I did not know that about the location piece that it does not GPS oriented. It's where you nope. say, and that is awesome. Yeah. A new feature. Okay. So what are highlights? So highlights are new, um, new ish. They've been around for a couple of weeks already, but it's a pretty exciting update and I haven't seen anybody really taking advantage of this. So get ahead of this to those business owners out there listening, be the first, lead the way. 
So essentially, a story lives for 24 hours and then it's gone. And you can download it to your phone or you can set your phone to automatically download it. So you can save those stories. But essentially, after 24 hours, they no longer exist. There's a new update where called Highlights where you can create highlights. And if you go on your – so let's say you're a restaurant and you do stories of your soups. Um, anytime you take a particularly good quote unquote highlight, so it's not every story, it's the good uh, stories, you can create a highlight of your soups and you can post stories that have to do with your soup. You could do another one that's desserts, another one that's drinks if you make interesting cocktails and you can literally create a different highlight reel of each of those different things. So essentially a story becomes a highlight when you don't want it to disappear after 24 hours, but you want it, it's so good, you want it to live forever. And what's nice is they won't see it in their timeline. Like when they log on Instagram, your users won't see it, but anybody who comes to your page, it's actually gonna be the very first thing they see. It's above the fold, um, it's above your timeline photos. So if you do highlights well, you can actually use that as a selling tool for your products. Whatever, if you're selling decks, Here's nice pictures of stairs we built. Here's nice pictures of screen porches. They could be videos and pictures and they could move really easily and seamlessly. You could be talking. You don't have to be talking. Whatever you want, there's like really nice options for you to add things in. So I highly recommend if you're going to use stories, um, also take advantage of that new highlights feature. And that's only going to be a great way to put like almost essentially a quote unquote, a commercial for your business on your homepage of your Instagram feed, where it's like, you can be like who you are, what you do, what you specialize in. Maybe you have like testimonials. Maybe you have tours of what the offices look like or the, the facility or the space that you're at, the people that you work with. I think highlights are awesome. I've seen a lot of marketers really taking advantage of this, especially people that have like niches. Like I follow um, a bunch of like mom and solopreneurs and they talk about things like, oh, Instagram updates, Facebook updates, um, things that are happening in the industry user interface changes, products they like, um, client, um, companies that are doing it right, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, I too have seen marketers using it. I've not seen business owners use it. So get ahead of the fold. It's a really easy free tool for you to really, uh, I think you put it really well to like make smart, small commercials that anybody can like watch through in real time. As soon as they get to your page, they can like instead of seeing your most recent pictures, now they're seeing your best foot forward. So yes. it's not random. It's like very intentional. So, so let's step away from Instagram for a second and let's talk sure. about Facebook. So we had talked about how we do discoverability with Instagram through like hashtags and location. What do we do for discoverability with Facebook stories? 
Sure. Facebook has not opened up those options for us yet. And I will say, I sort of said this earlier, but when Facebook and Instagram rolled out stories around the same time, um, but Facebook only enabled them for individuals, not for businesses. And I, I believe that that was a big reason why Facebook stories didn't take off because individuals aren't necessarily looking for every fun new toy or tool, but you know who is? People like Desiree and myself, we want to see the capability and we want to push the envelope. And when our followers see us doing it, suddenly they do it because they see how fun it is. And I think it was a big mistake on Facebook's part that they've since rectified to not open it up for brands earlier because I think brands lead the way on a lot of these new functionalities. I've certainly seen that on Instagram and I'm starting to see it on Facebook. Um, That being said, uh, there's not you can location tag on Facebook, but it doesn't do anything the way it does on Instagram. My guess is we'll see that change at some point. Um, so right now, the better reason to use a Facebook story is not to find a new audience, but to better connect with your audience. As most of your listeners probably know, Facebook made a big announcement this month that they're essentially making it harder and harder for business pages to cut through the feed. But guess what? Stories don't have to cut through the feed because they're right there on top of it all the time. So you can pretty much guarantee that anybody who follows your page is going to see at least that you have content. And if you reliably and consistently do good content, they're going to check it out. In the meantime, they might not, but it might take a little while. Um, one other, um, a couple other really fun things with stories that are worth understanding that Facebook rolled out um, shortly after the brand update. These do not yet apply to brand pages, but my guess is that will change. And that is that you can use stories for groups. So if you're a member of the Chiropractic Association of Tulsa and I made that up, but maybe I hope it exists and I hope somebody out there is listening um, and you just got a shout out. <laughs> so if you're a member of a group of chiropractors in Tulsa and you guys, you all guys and girls are all having conversations on there all the time, you can actually post stories and it'll show up in your uh, co-group members feeds. And this is the one that I've seen literally nobody taking advantage of except for myself that I am so excited about and I cannot wait for this to get more popular. Facebook has created event stories. Have you played with these, Desiree? I haven't. Okay, so good. I, I can still stand by that I'm the only one I know who's excited you about know, this. I've, I've had no, I did, I think actually I have. So I run the MOPS group, the Mothers of Preschoolers group here on my base. Sure. And I've used them before in like For accident because I will, I will post um, like a story on my personal page from the mobs event. And if I've RSVP'd to an event, whether an individual or a group or a page has made it, it'll give me the option to select it. So if you say you're interested or going to an event, once that event is set to start, and I don't know the exact time, but I think it's like two or three hours in advance. So let's say you're going to the um, the Honey Badger Ball. I just made that up as well. <laughs> Someone make that thing. I'm in Wisconsin. So we like badgers, not so much honey badgers, but whatever. So you're going to the Honey Badger Ball. It starts at 6 p.m. Starting around 3 or 4 p.m., when you go onto Facebook, you're going to see an event Uh, you're going to see a story called Honey Badger Ball and you're going to click into it and there's a 99% chance it's going to be empty because like I said, nobody's using this. But you you all, all of you listening are going to help me change the fact that no one's using this tool. You go into there and you can post content in there talking about how excited you are about the event. Once you get to the event, you can talk about how great it is. Once it's over, you can reflect on it. If nobody posts in the event, once the event is set to end, so the Honey Badger Ball ends at 9 p.m., if nobody posts in there, it'll be gone by 9 p.m. But 
As soon as it gets one post or more, it'll live for 24 hours, just like a normal story. So you have all the normal functionality of a story, but it's only for people going to the event. So think about the power of that. Now, suddenly you're reaching a whole new audience of people that are going to the same events as you. So if you're, uh, you know, again, let's go back to the Tulsa, you're in Tulsa and you're going to this event and it's a marketing opportunity for you. You can reach an audience that's never heard of you by going into the story. Right now, that audience will be very small because people aren't taking advantage of this. But I think, again, this is going to be one of those things that's a game changer for us because it's a way to bring events live in real time. And it solves one of Facebook's biggest problems, which is that Facebook is not a global conversation. It's a billion private conversations. Most people, when they post, are having private conversations with each other. And so it's why, like, Hashtags never took off on Facebook because who's going to go search for hashtags when you're not connected to 99% of the users? Instagram, it's all public. Twitter, it's mostly public, but Facebook, it's not. Suddenly, anyone interested, let's say you're all at an Elton John concert, his farewell tour, uh, that's, I guess, going to last like three years. Uh, everyone at one of those concerts can post footage in there, and then you can be anywhere in the world. If you said you were interested in that event, you could go and watch little snippets of video and pictures and people excited about an Elton John concert, and you can relive the thing tomorrow. You can like watch it for 24 hours. So I think there's a lot of really exciting opportunities with Facebook event stories. So with Facebook event stories, I have some questions. Sure. Um, one, does the GPS location matter, or can I like RSVP to... I'm this new social media world because coming up, let's say I wasn't going, but I am, and I'm in Korea and I'm RSVP to go to that event. Am I able to be a part of those stories, even though I'm on the other side of the world? Um, assuming there's a Facebook event about it, I I haven't tested that, but I'm quite sure it didn't ask me my location. Um, and I don't necessarily have location services on at all. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, I've been to events and used it without it asking location. So don't don't bank on this 100%, but yes, I'm quite sure that if you said, if there's a Facebook event for social media marketing world, and you said you were interested or going, you'd be able to join in on the fun uh, through Facebook event stories. Can I go live, like live, live um, through the Facebook event stories? I believe you can. Um, I'm trying to see if I have any events in my feed right now. I don't. Uh, I believe you can. I, I think it works exactly like okay. regular stories. So you can do just text, picture, video, or stories. And also, it's worth noting, it used to be that um, for both Instagram and Facebook, you could only use content captured in real time. So you couldn't take a picture from yesterday and upload it. Then they made it on Instagram where you had 24 hours, and now it's anything on your um, camera roll. So you could actually have a picture promoting your podcast from a year ago and you could uh, throw it up into the event yeah. or you could go live. Well, that's awesome. And uh, that, guys, I just learned something new. That's amazing. So I if think I teach my, you one thing, it was, uh, I was, a it was join the, the Facebook stories event revolution, right? Nice. Nice. It's <laughs> you and me alone right now, but your, your uh, listeners will be joining us any day now. I'm positive. Yeah. Me, yeah. If you know, my plan is, and this is for, listeners down the road, if you're listening to this re-recording or whatever, but my plan is once I'm back in the States, which again, most of you know, I have to get up really early or stay up very late to interview all of my awesome collaborators on the podcast is to do this, like schedule it so that people can watch or be a part of it. And that this would be a great way for event stories to be part of it because I would create an event for it and then they could like be recording it or we could be recording it and it's awesome. There's so many fun potential with this. I'm all excited. Nice. <laughs> so awesome. I think 
I think, and I think my last like housekeeping thing on this sure. is, and I see this with a lot of bigger brands like like Netflix. I follow University of Michigan because go blue and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. They do a lot of like production quality stuff on their feeds, and it's branded and it's fancy because they have a person and a budget for that. So if I am a smaller business, a boring business, what is it that I how do I do that? What do, how does that, like walk me through like how I make that happen for me? Because I know I can't usually make production quality, Photoshop level edited stuff from my phone. Sure. So the first thing I'll say is I do a lot of public speaking on social media. And one of my presentations that I give that's been very popular is called master your social media in 20 minutes a day, because I am a firm believer that you do not need a million dollar budget and a team of 10 to be good at social media. And so I focus a lot on how a quote unquote, I don't, a quote unquote boring business can like shine on social. And the simple question I would ask anybody who's not sure what they should talk about, why are you in business? What is your unique selling proposition? What makes you different, not just than your competitors, but from everybody else? Whatever it is you're doing, you're doing something interesting, find ways to share that. And that could mean that you make the best wall, you know, um, sweet potato uh, squash soup in the world. And it might be that you build the most beautiful decks. And it might be that you are the best website developer, or at least the most interesting one you know. Use social media in general and stories as an extension of that to explain how you're different. But the most important thing to remember about social media, this is bar none. Don't be a marketer, be a content marketer. Don't try to sell your products. Try to build relationships and community. Be helpful to your audience and give them things that will make their life better. So if you make soup, let me know what pairs well with that soup and maybe how to make some recipes at home that I could try. And obviously they're not going to be as good as your soup, but you know what? At the end of the day, if I know that my soup's not as good as yours, that leads me to become a customer. But you telling me how great your soup is every day is not going to make me want to come in and buy it. I would rather hear about your story. So find a way to connect with me on a human level, even if you're doing it as a brand. Uh, Brands are made up of people and never forget that you have a unique selling proposition, a unique story. And it's your job with social media, not to sell to your clients, but to build relationships, trust, and community. And when you've done that, you'll have customers for a lifetime. Well, fine then. Don't do fancy production quality stories. Got it. (laughs) If you can do fancy production quality stories, do. And if you can't, do something else. (laughs) (laughs) I think what's great about that statement is, is that you don't have to be you can be Rob. We talk about be Rob, be in the moment. It doesn't have, I think the biggest thing is make sure people can see it and that they can hear you. I, you know, and I am not a graphic designer. Uh, I do, you know, I fiddle around with some tools and I can do some fun things, but I am far from like, I'm a writer and a strategist much more than I am a designer, but go check out my Facebook, my Twitter accounts, and you'll see they are like alive. I'm using them all the time. Uh, you can find me if you don't mind me pitching it. Uh, Reverbal re- Communications on Facebook and Twitter. And then I'm also on Instagram at jlemonsk. That's J lemons like the fruit, the letter K. Um, my, tw- my Instagram account is my personal one. Uh, like Desiree, I found that it was easier for me to sort of connect with people as an individual than as a brand. But for Facebook and Twitter, it's me behind the curtain. I'm pretty open about that, but I like to sort of, um, you know, I, I spend all my time on Facebook and Twitter trying to find ways to make my audience's life better. 
Um, and that's what I recommend all of my clients do as well, because that is where you find success. Uh, there's no such thing as a marketer anymore. Now there's like an all purpose content marketing machine who has to do everything. So find a way to do it well and find a way to do it different. Be yourself. Awesome. Well, that sounds like a great way to wrap up today's episode. Josh, thank you so much for being on the show and thank you. all of your fantastic knowledge and for teaching us all about stories. I think that it. I think that there are so many great takeaways, and I can't wait for people to listen to this again and again as they dive into it and figure out what to do and how it all works. Yeah, if people want to connect with me, I'm very engaged on social. I answer questions, I respond to comments. Uh, so come connect with me on social, uh, and I uh, really appreciate you having me on the the show. Yes, thank you again. And again, how do people find you on social? So my website is Josh K. Lemons, uh, joshclemons.com. My Facebook and Twitter account, you can search Reverbal Communications. And on Instagram, I'm at jlemonsk. Awesome. Thank you again so much, Josh. You have a great day and good luck having that new baby. Thank you. All right, guys. See you in your state side. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. So, all right. Uh, Thank you again. And until next time, guys, we will see you soon. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All-in-One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.